Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. It's all American dudes. And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves, episode 192 from beautiful Saginaw, Sagnasty, whoop, Michigan. Joining me all the way from Los Angeles, whoop, 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 California. It's your boy, it's the host of the Hunk Podcast, it's your baby brother, Mike Brido, Bridenstine. Oh, oh, hey, it's your boy. (laughs) It's the the worst contrast. I gave you this insane pump up and then you just walk down the aisle like, hey, what's up? (laughs) I was like, what do I say? Oh, it's your boy. That's what I say. You're like that. I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) I forgot my catchphrase. Oh, it's woo. I like it's uh what you it's what you're gonna do, brother. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like that AEW wrestler who wears the sunglasses and the skinny jeans and just keeps his hands in his pocket the whole time. Orange Cassidy. Yes, I love him. He is so much fun. I don't know if that gimmick has aged well, but I was super into him for a while. It's the yeah, same. The first thing. time you see it, it's the first time you see it. It's great. You know, he gets the intro like Orange Cassidy, and then he comes out like, "Sup, sup, <laughs> sup." <laughs> yeah, it's great. It was super. I, I got to see that live in Detroit with uh, Vince Averill. Which, Hell yeah! Which was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm back. I'm back in Michigan. Um, I've very much been missing the legal gambling and the uh, legal uh, online pornos that I enjoy sometimes. Those are the two things that you can't have in the South, apparently. What a rotten place, the South. (laughs) It was really nice, though. It was rotten and warm. What a rotten place. Historically, current day, whatever you want. The South is dog shit. Fuck you, the South. Well, except for it's nice. You know, it's nice. Not like where you live, which is a fucking disaster dump. Not your home. No, (laughs) it's wonderful, dude. Rotten place where everything's nice. (laughs) You know what, though? It's been it's been raining for for like three months straight here. And it's been like snowing some places. I've never seen it greener and there's snow capped mountains. When you leave, you feel like you're in Aspen, Colorado, palm trees and snow capped mountains. Shit. I was at Dodger stadium the other day. That whole view that you see when you look out from Dodger stadium, the mountains are all snow capped and beautiful. We look like Portland now. Why were you at Dodger stadium? Can you divulge that? Was that a uh, professional thing or. Oh, no, you've frozen. I think you've frozen. Oh, this is terrible. Bridal broke the uh, internet by talking about Dodger Stadium. This is a... There you are. Who froze? Me? You froze. You froze. My internet is unstable. My bad. So I thought I was giving... uh, I was trying to give tours I'm a professional. I I filled. Okay. 
I don't know why my internet's unstable, but I wanted to give tours there. I thought I thought it'd be fun, and so I they have you take the tour to see if you would like it. Oh, like as a job? As a job, yeah. That sounds fucking delightful. That sounds like a fantastic yes. job. So you, so you, like, I got a tour of the stadium. I went down to like the trophy room. They take us to like the old. I was in the dugout. Like it was rad. That's incredible. How did you get this? Do you know who hires there is John Durnell. Really? Yeah. John Durnell, a okay. friend of the show who also um, used to do comedy with us. I believe he still does yeah. stand up. Yeah, he does. He still does stand up. He's a Tennessee guy. I've known him since like he came into 12 Shining Nickels, like would help out there like 2008 or so. So he's he started out giving tours at Universal like he's got that great speaking voice, you know, like John Durnell, like he's a preacher's kid. He knows like how to project his voice and stuff. He gives tours there. He doesn't anymore. He's like in charge of it. And so like I would I kept bugging him, like, could I do that? And so he sent like I took the, they had me interview. Then I took the tour. I had to fill stuff out and he kind of pushed pushed it through and then great for that because you love to spout facts about things to people. You'd be like, and here oh my God, guy, yeah. Sandy Koufax took a dump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. And so you're I funny saw, and engaging. So you'd make the tour funny. Like you're built for this. This is a great fucking gig for you. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't pay anything. I mean, barely, but yeah, I was just like, I, I was like, I would, I was like, I would love that, you know? Yeah. It pays and uh, Joe Kilgallen is, is, Doing it at Wrigley, I think. I don't know if he got hired. Neither one of us got hired, but we were both at the same time we found out that we were trying to do this. Like, you can just give tours at, like, places. I don't know. I thought it would be fun. It's super fun. And a little bit of money, like, to go hang out at Dodger Stadium. And you get to see all the cool stuff, like, the secret stuff and, like, walk around. Do you remember, like, the secret, like, uh, cafeteria or whatever that we were in that one day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there. I was there a couple days ago, walking through there. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's the thing is like, if it comes down to me taking a job that pays a little bit more, that isn't cool or fun, or taking a job that pays less, that is cool. Like you get to say, where do you work? I work at Dodger Stadium. What do you do? I give the tours. That's fucking cool. And there's my like, that's worth money to me to do that. To say, be able yeah. to say that. That's fun. As opposed to, well, I work at a Johnston. Um, not, no offense to anyone with an office. I work at Johnston Insurance. And um, I, what do you do there? Well, you know, I type in the spreadsheet. And, like, what does it pay? A lot of money. Like, But I'm not going to be like, oh, that sounds pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. You tell me you make dick money giving tours at Dodger Stadium. I'm like, that fucking rules. I'm like, well, it doesn't pay anything. I don't fucking care. I don't like money. I don't I don't care about money. And I just want enough to be able to go to Aldi like I did today. Do you remember when we were at Caesar's Palace and we figured out where to eat for free? I know where to eat for free in Dodger Stadium now. Oh, like for the employees? Yeah. And I know that places that you can go for free as a person who's in Dodger Stadium that I had no fucking idea what? existed. Why would I not eat there when I'm paying $12 for a hot dog? That's that's what I'm saying. So you can go to the Vin Scully press box area. That's where the employees eat. And I think that they're never going to know. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't say this. Oh my God. I think that somebody would stop. But there's some places you can go there and like look at like artifacts and shit. Like 
and that you can just go to as a yeah i think so this sounds like if people found out this you would have families of 12 crowding in there at all times that's why i don't think that they and like a family of 12 can come in and enjoy the buffet behind the vince scully press box it is a very, yeah they have it's a very nice baseball stadium it's simple and I always, I, but it was very pleasurable to go there. Didn't, I liked that it wasn't fancy. I liked that it wasn't, which sometimes I was like, this is the fucking LA stadium. It should have like all the bells and whistles, but I like it. Oh my God. Stadium. They, they never got rid of the old visitors locker room. And so you, I went into this fucking relic from the fucking 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s, like the lockers with the mesh metal. Really? Yeah, I could say I'm going to send you fucking pictures of this because I know we were on your phone, right? So like I can't like send you right. this shit. Yeah, I can't look at it right now. <laughs> so if you picture like a 1980s, like put the tarps up, we're going to spray champagne and shit. Uh-huh. These ancient ass locker rooms, they still have the old visitors locker room. They're going to turn it into something else. And then there's like the tunnel that goes all the way to the bullpen. Oh, I was in fucking I was a pig and shit at this thing. Sounds really cool. It like it <laughs> sounds like bonery stuff for me. I love yeah. little like sneaky like under stadium like tucked in weird shit. I loved that in my old. I know that the player the players enter from the top deck by the store and go down the elevator. That's incredible. Did you know that? No, no. In your head, how do Dodgers players get into the stadium? Like I didn't even thought about it really. Right. But they go they go to the top deck. Maybe I shouldn't say this stuff. I don't know. I haven't been I haven't been hired yet, but they're not gonna find out you're on here. This is like it's not gonna be on TMZ or something. <laughs> yeah, they take an elevator down from there, and then yeah, I walk through the tunnel that the players go through, see all the framed like retired jerseys and the three World Series trophies, and like they only have three trophies because they didn't used to make a trophy until they saw the Vince Lombardi trophy, and they're like, oh, we need a big trophy. This is so stupid. We need, yeah, of course you need a trophy. That's what you need trophies for stuff. <laughs> we don't need yeah. one, I guess. You just like get a certificate. It was, but it was cool seeing, like, seeing the 1988 trophy, seeing the like the 2020 Tiffany trophy, the 81 trophy. Like, I didn't realize that that seat that Gibson hit the home run is blue and autographed by Kurt Gibson, and usually costs like way more money to sit in. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's all the shit that I had no fucking idea. Wow, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was so great. And the tour is $25. You pay $25 to go in the locker room and the, sure. the fucking dugout. Yeah, I'd rather do that than a lot. I'd rather do that, go to a museum or something. That sounds great. Yeah. It is a museum. It's a, it, it is a museum. Yeah. It's a living museum that's that's active. It's like the whole thing you could put in a museum. Walter O'Malley wanted to live above the stadium, and he wanted a penthouse up there like where the team stores where you and pop and we used to like where people would rip cigs up there. Yeah. That was supposed to be Walter O'Malley's like penthouse kind of mansion. And his wife said, I'm not living here. Oh my God. It sounds incredible. Yeah. Sounds I loved like, it. You live in a baseball park. I mean, what's better yeah. than that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No. You know, like, like living in like uh, an arena that has basketball team. That's kind of cool. But a, baseball stadium is like outdoors so like when you walk yeah. out it's in a spe- and it's la so it's always nice it's not like sometimes it's all covered in snow or some shit 
Yeah. But if you lived in a stadium that was snowy in a cold part of the country, you could get like a snowmobile or something and like rip around on the field as long as you didn't tear up the up the up the lawn. But one of the one of I like taking tours too. Like um, one time, me, wife, and Jim Hamilton went on this tour of like old uh, prohibition era speakeasies in. LA so all these like underground like secret bars and tunnels situation thing like that was fucking fascinating too because a lot of times like people will own these downtown bars and be like oh we're putting shit down in storage and we fucking saw this tunnel and there's this old bar and like it's yeah I love shit like that yeah anything any hidden type stuff in a building is fascinating to me like I, I yeah. loved, I loved like my old junior high and my old high school. My junior high used to be a high school, and then it converted to just junior high, and then we had a conglomerate, uh, a Catholic Central High School. But I loved like go, you would go into the like the locker room, and there'd be some door that went like into a fucking bowling alley that was like in the you know just like empty shit. I love anything abandoned and empty that like this. You, your your middle school had an abandoned bowling alley. My high school did because wow the uh, it used to be the rectory for the priests was the high school so they all lived in there and they had like a oh. two-lane bowling alley that was in the basement that eventually got converted into our batting cages with the with the um yeah, with the machines yeah. for so we could yeah. train when it was early spring inside but it was like that all like anything that has or you go down in like these tunnels that go to boiler rooms and shit. So my mom was yeah. a teacher for a long time. So I would just kind of yeah. wander around, especially when you go to like a high school or something where you're a little kid and you're like, yeah, this is the locker yeah. room where like the coup coup high school players all dress and like, Oh, what's in this door? Oh my God. Freddy Krueger lives in here. Yeah. But yeah. See, speaking of, speaking of bowling alley, do you know the bowling alley from there will be blood? It's in this mansion that there were these famous murders in LA and you can take a tour of this like mansion too. It's like a state park in Beverly Hills. And I did that around like Halloween time because I wanted to be a part of spooky season and go to like yeah. the super haunted, the Doheny mansion in Beverly Hills. I don't know. I, um, I kind of, I, now that I'm like not a shit faced alcoholic all the time, like, I like to do, you know, like stuff that's probably dorky, but I don't know. It's kind of cool to me. That's what we talk about on the on the pregame. We talked about yeah. a whole bunch. You can subscribe to patreon.com slash power moves with Mike Burns. You get a bonus episode every week. Um, we talked about how uh, when we lived in Los Angeles and we pretty much we document what our daily life was as complete fucking just in retrospect pieces of shit. But we talked about how we lived in a major metropolitan city. Never did anything cultural. Never went to museums. Never. We only went from point A to point B, which was a bar to drink and tell jokes, and then a and then a liquor store to buy more drinks for at home, and then this and that. And we go into pretty in depth detail. <laughs> I mean, I've been to I've been to like LACMA a thousand times since I stopped drinking, and I never went once. Like you can go look at a bunch of Picassos if you want. Nope, I'm going to be in the same block at these three bars. That's what I did. <laughs> right. I do that now. I do that now in just the simple little city. Like I don't like like well, I'm just not 
shithouse drunk all the time. I'm just going to zip around and go look at some historical buildings and then go down and hang out by the river and just kind of sit there. <laughs> I mean, there's this thing called Atlas Obscura that I used to go to that was like, here's some weird shit in your town. And like you could look and be like, I didn't know that there was a velvet painting museum like a few blocks from me, you know, like right. shit like that. Right. I, li- I like I like that sort of thing. Plus, so you got to once you stop drinking, <laughs> you really realize like there's a lot of hours in the day. There's a ton of hours, especially if you get up early. Like I got up early and went to the gym today and I got a bazillion things done. And it was like 1230. And I was like, huh. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, you can just get up. <laughs> you could just get up and have like a whole extra day. Yeah, it's wild. So, I, I mean, like, I would love a tour of Wrigley Field or, I mean, like that Dodger Stadium tour. Like, oh my God. It was like she would say stuff like, and does anybody, I don't remember what specifically she said, but it, does anybody know the answer to this? And I, of course, I knew it. And I would kind of like, none of the other like tourists knew it. So I'd be like, is it blah, blah, blah? She'd be like, it is. Yeah, it's that is true. <laughs> And, you know, it's like I'm a little kid all the time. No, it sounds fantastic. It sounds very nice. I think I'm, I would like to work there. My other job is uh, doing lights and sound at a comedy theater. <laughs> I, and people think I'm the owner because I have gray hair and a child's job. Yeah, but it's nice that you have something in the arena. And I think that you're at least doing work and being compensated for it for something that you actually like. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's what I do. I work for a comedy theater and I help promote tomorrow's comedy today. And there you go. And I feel good about my job. It's like, what do you do? Is that their, that's their slogan is tomorrow's comedy today. No, that's what I say. That's what I tell people. Uh, I mean, it's it's good. Promote tomorrow's comedy today. That's a great thing. That's a great slogan. It's fun. I, I get to see all. I'm getting so old. This is like old people talk. I get to see all the youngsters, and they're like, "I'm like, oh yeah, I like that guy. That guy reminds me of me when I was that age. That guy. I'm like, holy shit, you're almost dead. <laughs> no, it's like probably Nick Saban says stuff like this too. You know, probably. Uh, I mean, probably Mike Shashevsky says this sort of thing. Well, I'm closing in on 50 here pretty rapidly. And I'm 50. And I have. So it's like I'm le- I'm more than halfway done. There's no way that the, the way I've treated myself that I'm going to make it to what? Well, I can't even do the math. 94. No, fuck. You got life. like you got like 20 pretty good years left in you. Though. That's it, though. <laughs> So that's why, that's why, Brido, I seize the day now. I am done okay. with all this bullshit. I'm not fucking with it. I'm, I, my life is, is set up to enjoy. It's set up to enjoy and try and be less piece of crap than I used to be and try and actually enjoy and be present. I had this conversation. I was going to get firewood with, um, girlfriend firewood or fireworks we're going to get like a half cord of firewood and we're we're out in the outskirts of of chicago and we're going it's like more of a rural area and we're going to pick up a big fucking load of wood and i was drinking a coffee and i was looking out the window and i told her i said do you know how fucking i mean this makes me sound like a shit bag but i tell like it's so nice to be present 
I was not present for decades. I was not in. Yes. The, I was not in the moment and enjoying regular life stuff. I only cared about selling some fucking TV show or getting my next buzz on or yeah. or picking yeah, up. Yeah, that's some, that's or, what anxiety and depression are: is not being present. So yes, I was not or getting it in with some new babe or fucking. Yeah, I was never in the moment, and I yes. and I had this fucking realization that i am stone sober right now i am not hungover. i am enjoying a coffee with a beautiful young woman on a nice day and we're going to do something normal like going to get fucking firewood i was, I was she's like are you bored doing all these errands and stuff with me i'm like no she's like you don't understand i never got to do any of this stuff for Fucking like 20 years. I never did any of this stuff. Oh, but also no one loves like a bed, bath and beyond trip. Like you, like you. <laughs> yeah. I like home goods today. I, I had if a, if a woman said to you, I want to go get candles. Your exact reaction would be like, Ooh, can I come? Yeah. I, can I come? I, I got to go get new makeup. Like she'll be like, I want to, I need to stop in Sephora. You don't have to come in. You can wait in the car. I'm like, no, 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 no. I like it. Let me go see the makeup stuff. I want to see the makeup get tried on and like I'll hang out, play on my phone or whatever. I'm more than happy to go do it. But I never did any of that shit. I never was yeah. present. I never did anything normal. So now I'm, right. I feel like this new rebirth as a human being like you had when you stopped drinking, where you started going to museums and tours of shit and actually being a normal human being. It's it's. It's crazy. And then I coupled that with the fact that I not only did I blur through and only was so uh, self-absorbed on one on one or two tasks, which was being funny on stage or selling something in order to be a famous television type person or getting a job that would pay me a bunch of money to live in a place that I didn't couldn't afford that I never enjoyed anything that was normal. So today, like, I got up, I went to the gym, then I went to a thrift store, and I got some major, nice, beautiful scores of cassette tapes, and then I got my car washed, and then I got tacos at a new Mexican restaurant, and I ate them in my car. And uh, What's on that Marty Robbins? Um, it's Don't Let Me Touch You. It has Don't Let Me Touch You, Harbor Lights, Try a Little Tenderness, More Than Anything I Miss You, and To Get to know you uh tomorrow tomorrow a tree in the meadow well i can recall. i mostly know i mostly know two like two marty robbins songs okay. i know el paso and then the the flat iron one what is that one uh um i forget i'll recap i'll recap the tapes so big I, big iron big iron i do like that. that i anyway car wash and then i went to the true value hardware store Remember what the show used to be like psychotic stories like or used to be like these now this is what my stories are. And then I went to the True Value and I was like I should get some my, my windshield wiper uh well fluid is low. I need to get that. So I put that mm -hmm. in and then when I opened mm -hmm. it up my coolant was low. So I got some coolant. I filled up mm -hmm. the coolant and it was a nice yeah. sunny day and I was bumping some tunes with the window down. Mm -hmm. And um, I was so excited. And then I treated myself to a Tim Hortons vanilla iced coffee medium mm -hmm. with cream and sugar, which I would never do. I'm like, let's have a fucking day. 
And I was like, they're partying now. I was fucking, this is a, way better than the black coffee I usually drink. This is delicious. I have black coffee right next to me. <laughs> and then I came home and I um, I tidied up and that's my day now. That's it. And Sometimes uh, black coffee tastes like B.O. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I forgot what my point of all that was. Anyway. That I, you're present, that you're an I'm adult present. man. I am present. Yeah. I enjoyed putting shit in my car. I It used to be... Be like, oh God, oh my God, I gotta put, I can't open this thing. I'm so hungover. I gotta make it to CBS in Santa Monica to pitch yeah, a show. Everything's hard. To cocksuckers that are never gonna buy it, or they might, or they're fuck faces. There's gonna be five more meetings. You gotta all suck my ass, and I hate my life, and I hate my everything about everything. I just wanna die. And today, Man, these tapes are sweet, and I put in some coolant. That's fucking great. <laughs> this coffee's <laughs> really good. I I went to the gym so I can have a little sugar. I can have the cash. See, there's there's no worse feeling for me than I need an oil change. I have to do laundry. I have to go do like a small errand because I know that I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna procrastinate, and it makes me feel bad. But I also know that if I go get a haircut. Or go get my oil changed, or I have laundry in my house now. But or I would go get my lawn, do my laundry. I would feel so much better because I yes. did. So leaving the gym, that feeling of walking out of the gym, like I did it. I went to the gym. You know that was like that feeling. Everything that like it's it's nothing major, but everything was harder hungover that if you did but i know that when you do the thing you tidy up your desk or you you know you sweep the fucking doritos crumbs from under your from under your desk or mm -hmm. something and then you yeah. then you were like i did something right and i woke we spoke about that on the pregame show i was i've been taking cbd which makes me sleep better which made me wake up earlier and make me be present when i woke up this morning instead of being a pile of shit so i went to the gym right away and there was a nice bookend to me getting the rest of my chores done which welcome to the last power moves with mike burns where you finally <laughs> figured it out and no more hilarious stories everybody i hope you had a good time it's all done now burns has figured it out it's all done he's in love he's present he's healthy that is a series finale you're gonna have to catch up on somebody else's show now because because mr good boy's getting coolant in his car sorry fuck you please enjoy someone else's podcast no more stories no more diarrhea in the undies only healthy boy double tapered poopies this is also that's also true because since i quit gluten i've stopped spraying the bowl in the morning which is fucking incredible you, you know how exciting it is to make a solid doo-doo oh my god oh my god Fucking the, the bread. It was the heart. I don't have heartburn anymore and I don't spray doo doo. So when motherfuckers start getting up my ass about that, I don't want to eat gluten and I'm being a real bitch, pussy ass, bitch ass about it. I'm like, well, guess what? I don't spray the bowl like with a fucking paint job every fucking day, twice, three times. And I don't have fucking heartburn that makes me want to put a gun in my cocksucking mouth so that's why i don't want to eat the fucking bread anymore and i don't want to eat shit with gluten in it i stopped i'm not drinking beer i'm not drinking I'm eating the fucking sub sandwich bread i'm eating drinking high noons and i'm getting the 
cauliflower crust pizza, and I'm eating the fucking gluten-free bread Jersey Mike, I motherfucker. Had, <laughs> I had cauliflower crust pepperoni pizza yesterday, put Parmesan and a little, little shaky, like little pepper flakes on it. It was good. Delicious. Did I notice a difference? Not even close. Tastes like fucking pepperoni pizza, everybody. Do you want to sp- come and clean my bowl? Do you want to scrub it down? Because I don't like doing it. It's fucking disgusting. I have OCD. I don't even like touching a toilet brush. But now I got doo spray all over the fucking shit. So I'm sorry. Oh, oh you're going to make fun of me? You're going to make fun of me for being gluten-free? Well, good luck spraying your ass all over the bowl. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm sorry. I want to be happy. I'm sorry. I want to have a normal life. I can't be a clown who fucking fell down and broke out his teeth and then woke up in an alley getting raped by a fucking circus clown for you to enjoy on my radio show. Maybe you could just let me grow with you and be have a little bit of relatability to your normal life, dear listener. Or maybe, maybe you could listen to this show and how I turn things around a little bit. And maybe if you have the same thing that you felt copacetic with about being a nightmare, you could now be like, oh, maybe if Burns can fix himself, you can too. So you could still listen to the show but I'm trying my goddamn best here, and it's not easy. It's not fucking easy to not be a disaster person. I'm doing my goddamn best. <laughs> I don't know, though, Burn. See, I like being Al Capone. I like to pretend I'm Al Capone every time I go into the shitter. And I go, you never get me, see? Come on, you never get me. And I sit down, and I spray my <laughs> all over the bowl and pretend it's the copper, see? Time for the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say when I spray the bowl. Well, we had a good run with our, with our <laughs> we had a great run. No more gluten, I guess. Goddamn Jackson Pollock fucking painting in there. You know, Jackson Pollock uh, committed suicide by driving his car into a wall. And I got to think he had to have kind of splattered all over. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's it. No, why, Brado? Because he couldn't stop. He couldn't stop being like artist who wanted to make stuff and be a drunk ass fucking psychopath. And instead, he could have just, you know what he could have done? Stopped painting and just worked at fucking at the fucking Piggly Wiggly down the street and been a manager and like had a nice <laughs> life. No, I gotta keep doing this and then I'm gonna drive my car into a fucking tree to kill myself. After World War II, in, in the middle of the Cold War, like the CIA pushed his art to the forefront with propaganda to try to make like American art represent like freedom and like the pinnacle of the art world. So his action paintings, I think, were like a CIA, CIA psyop or partially due to it. I maybe I should look stuff up before I just. <laughs> Did you um? Did you like Jackson Pollock like when you were young, like taking art classes in high school and stuff? No, because my high school teacher who I like idolized was like, fuck him. He couldn't even draw. And so it's like, know the rules to break the rules. Like Picasso could paint like he was a child prodigy. So he was like, ah, bored with this. I'm going to put like one eyeball here and one eyeball over there. So he respected that. And he's like, no, you got to learn how to do the thing before you decide that you're like above it and so like i always thought he was a piece of shit and then i went to i went to a museum i forget where i was and they showed his sketches jackson pollock's and he was like plenty good at drawing right 
he just wasn't known for. It's like, oh, he's competent. Just wasn't known for it. Yeah. So my art teacher was wrong the whole time. So it kind of, and the University of Iowa's art museum has a giant Pollock, which is like pre-splatter painting, but it's still like loop-de-loops and, and weird shit. So I kind of, but part of me was like that, I don't know, like he gets credit for the idea of it, but, and I guess they do look really good. Cause it's kind of like, well, you fucking do it then. Yeah. It's they're so very easy. complicated. They're not just, there's like layers and shit to it. Right. 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 It's not as, it's not just a dude. Um, I mean, just fucking spraying yeah, shit. Willy nilly. It's what art is. He's his right. brain is filled with chaos and that's what he's putting on the canvas. Right. But right. I, I never, I, but I never, I never loved him. You did. Well, here's why like in the eighth grade or something we had art class and like we'd have we'd learn about a different painter or salvador dolly or whatever and we'd watch like some films or something and then you know you kind of that would be segued into what your next project was and i saw the the uh jackson pollock shit and i was like well i could fucking do this right 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 and then i went home and like got my paints out and like did a fucking sweet ass like splatter painting it was like this looks awesome and then my mom, I remember, was like, where's all your paint? Because I like, used up all my fucking art paints. Oh. But it like looked yeah. badass. And I was like, well, I can, I like this guy. I can, I can do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, there's like, who's that guy? Rothko just kind of paints colors. And yeah. then like one. And so I guess there's like this thing called like Rothko Chapel, where it's like supposed to be really powerful to sit and like experience these things. But to me, it's just kind of like, fuck you. You guys are all lying to yourselves. Yeah. Right. It's all to a certain, by this. to a certain extent, there is some emperor's new clothes with, with modern art. And there is, some, but it's like, whatever you like, you like, you know, like, right. I mean, I you have, you have, you have pieces behind you. My, the new lady that manages the, the comedy theater that I work at used to be, the like one of the managers of gallery 1988 so she has opinions and like we talk about shit like that you know that that's where you got that swayze right correct, like correct but, okay so gallery 1988 so like and that's where so if you're just listening to this i have a print behind me from that gallery and burns has a print behind i have me i have me. three i have a better off dead print up there that's limited print signed i have the signed swayze and i also have uh bad boys 2 which was designed by Paul Shear, which is interesting. Really? Yeah. Do you have any Dave Clocks or no? No, I do oh. not. I do not because Dave Clock, uh, incredible artist who did all of the custom posters for a show called Meltdown, Meltdown. that was behind Meltdown Comics, which had a TV show for a bit, which was hosted by Jonah Ray and Kumail Nanjiani which was very, very popular. I did that show maybe four or five times. And never got a poster? Every single time I did it, it was a week that he didn't do a poster. And it bummed me out every time. I'd be like, so it po I was like, ooh, I get to do the show. I get to be like everybody else who has their Dave yeah. Clock. Yes, their Dave Clock poster framed like you do. And I never got yeah. one. <laughs> it's just so mad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I went to Jared Logan's house last night. He's got framed uh, yeah, they're awesome. uh, Dave Clocks. He, like, I was talking to Brian Baldinger. He's got framed Dave Clocks. And I was just like, man, everybody's got Dave Clocks. 
He's like, you go to Kumail's house. He's got framed Dave clocks. Right. You can look up Dave clock K L O C on Instagram. You can see some of this. Some he of made, work. he gave me this one. This is his Metallica. That's awesome. I've never seen that. Mm. Yeah. He's like, he's like, go to my website and pick out any, cause I had him on my podcast. So he's like, go to it, pick out anything. And I was like that Metallica, he's doing so much advanced shit now. Like with colors and shit on his prints, it's it's bananas. And his story is he was at the meltdown and he walked up to Jonah Ray and he goes, You guys should do like punk rock style posters. And Jonah's like, Okay, do you want to do it? And he's just like, Okay, I will go do that. And he taught himself how to draw. He only knew how to draw hands. So if you look at early meltdown posters. It's just hands. The hardest thing. He only knew how to do the hardest thing because nobody and can draw he, hands. And then he just kept building from there. He he didn't know how to make a fucking print or anything, but he taught himself how to do it. And now that's what he does for a living. It's kind of wild. That's one good, great thing about show business or L.A. is that you can be like, well, I guess I make prints now. Let's <laughs> Hands are the, notoriously the hardest thing to draw for an artist to make them accurate. And yeah. I, if you look at like my high school uh, pencil drawings or whatever, it's like this sick ass drawing of like a FDR or something. Then you look at his hands, they look like the hamburger helper mitts. <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> just hide him under his blankie. <laughs> right. I would always like, well, I could prop this out. FDR. <laughs> the tape. Okay, so the tape haul I got today, I got after seven, which uh, has Babyface's brother on it, on in that band, and it has uh, "Can't Stop" on that, which is a great fucking R and B tune. I got Kenny Rogers' "Eyes That See in the Dark," and the hit on that would be "Islands in the Stream," of course. Yeah, um, and these are all pristine cases. I got the best of Chris Christopherson vi uh, Volume Ooh. Two, which is neat. I got Pebbles, um, and what's the big hit on this? Uh, ta, 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 ta. I forget. It doesn't matter. I got Brian Adams' Into the Fire, which I believe is his third record, which is probably his best, um, but doesn't really have any big, massive hits, although super good. I got Marty Robbins, as you said, noticed, Brido. Don't Let Me Touch You. I got Guy the Future, which was my super high on the list of wants as was the after seven. You can see all these on pizza nacho 69 on Instagram. If you don't follow, please do. And I got George Jones. I am what I am, which look at the fucking outfit. He's got on this fucking cover. You're going to be so disappointed to find out that he's actually got a beautiful singing voice and doesn't sound like the actor on that show. Oh, God damn it. Now we're back to this. Brito's got a problem with how he's <laughs> good. That guy did a good job. I forget his name. He's very famous. He's actor. a famous, uh, famous Chicago actor. I'm going to watch it again. I need to watch that again at some point. I think I was I think I was imbibing in too much marijuana. So maybe uh, maybe on uh, maybe uh me not be present. Maybe new Ooh, so maybe present. new C B D me instead of THC me will watch it and be like, Brad, it was right. This singing sucks my asshole. We need to make Power Moves t shirts to say C B D me ASAP. I was so out of it on the last show. That show was supposed to be at half hour. The, oh my god, we did two hours. And we did two. And I 
I had done, I had been golfing all day in the sun and. Oh, I, you were in that hotel room. I, yeah. had, I was in a, in a resort hotel room. I had had X amount of high noons on the course. And then I had, was drinking Tito's drinks. Oh yeah. Birds is all cleaned up now. And then I had like six Tito's drinks during the show. And then I had to do a zoom presentation for work and we did the, and then we did, a, I did it. And then I had a, I did another hour and a half show. I believe that was on Patreon only with Carl for real for a new segment called Carl's cards where Carl uh, curates all of these things that me and my uh, group of hometown friends have done and talked about throughout the week, which was really good. He was his idea for this format and fucking fantastic. You can hear that. And then that went until like, 10 and then when i was out of town the wi-fi fucked up so my computer was all disaster i had to reload my fucking editing software and i didn't finish with the show editing and posting until 4 a.m i was a complete wreck my point is i don't recall much of what we listened said on the show and lady friend had to drive couple like five hours yesterday and she's like she's like i wish i had a new podcast to listen to i'm like Oh, you, if only there was a fucking podcast that you could listen to that could pass the time. <laughs> oh, no. And then I immediately regretted it. So I was like, well, I don't remember what I said on there. Pretty tuned up. Uh, but she did listen to it and there wasn't anything that bad. She OK, good. Yeah. She's like she recapped the whole thing. She's like, we talked about how um, why chicks have butts now instead of boobs oh, and i got uh, messages about that people saying that it's the uh, chemicals in the food or uh yeah, people yeah, saying it's, it's all the fucking whatever it's called that they hgh or whatever it is that they put into 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 corn and vegetables and did meat. you hear um did you hear kumail got hgh new faces <laughs> yes there it is that's it <laughs> strong jaw <laughs> I got a strong job be a good man for, man for you tonight, Emily. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, I'm, he's doing very well, but it is interesting that um, he used to look a different way and now has a Lego head. It's I rewatched the Ben Johnson 30 for 30, the 9.79 or whatever it is. And it was talking about how all these sprinters were on HGH or or on it would fuck up their jaw, and so the stigmata, the telltale sign of steroids, was braces. That mm. the sprinters, if they had braces, it was because their jaw had altered their face, and they had uh -huh. to get it. And then it cuts to Carl Lewis wearing fucking braces. <laughs> so does it? Does it make like your actual jaw muscles get all big as fuck, or is it your jaw itself? Because like I think bones. it's your jaw. It, it's like your the caveman comes out, like the like your the occipital bone, brow. It, yeah, bones? like yeah. There's like I mean like what the uh, Barry Bonds's head got bigger, like or thicker. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe but your fucking jaw gets like square, and you like in your eyebrow gets bigger. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to bag on Kumail. I like Kumail. Also, he looks fucking great, and he looks better than he did, and legalized. But he, give me some. <laughs> he hung out with Dave Bautista doing that movie. I forget what it was called. Stuber. Was it Stuber? I've never watched it. I should. Stuber. I, I would like it. I like Stuber. Stuber. It's very funny. 
But I mean, I never I'm saw not going to not, gonna not talk about stuff. I'm not going to. We talk about everyone else. It's only fair. But he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything bad. He had to be a superhero, and he was. A and now he's got a big ass and square fuck. head. Yeah, it's fuck, and it's it's. He looks good. It looks it looks good. It um, so. He hangs out with Dave Batista and he's regular sized. And then he gets all jacked to be a superhero. And Dave Batista and he all of a sudden starts getting like Dave Batista head. And I o- can only assume that he had a conversation Batista, with Batista Dave Batista. Oh. And he was like, Yeah. It's like how because Dave Batista is an animal just jacked out of control person. Like, how is it that's humanly they called possible? him the they- they called him the animal. How is it humanly possible that you look this way? Because there's no way you can get. You don't that think that, uh, like, natural. you don't think MCU gives you, like, a special boy trainer that, like, makes you. I absolutely like, do, but I can only assume that it was enhanced with some HGH. And that's an assumption. Don't fucking give me any lawsuits. I don't have anything to take. Don't take my fucking Marty Robbins cassette, Kumail's lawyers. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'd be the first person to say, to speculate about that. Because, you know, if somebody gets jacked in their 40s, guess what? Probably had some help. That being said, I really want some HGH. I really of course. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> because I don't have like, I have a decent jawline, but it's not like, it's not like as strong as yours. Like, so if my like got to like your level, like you've got like a stronger jaw. Like, dude, this is fake. This is my chin. <laughs> this is my. Like Stevie on Eastbound and Down, like you got the chin implant. My no, my um, my beard hair makes me look like I have a chin. Oh my god! When I grow the beard like long, it looks like fucking super dope. And like I got a nice jaw, and then I'll trim it down with like a two yeah, or something, and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh no, you cut your chin off. Oh my god! A lot of people have been asking me how I sculpt my beard lately. I don't know what, why. I'm getting asked about this, but a lot of people have asked me, here's the trick, everybody. You get clippers and you cut your sides different length than your goatee. 100%. 100%. And especially for like someone like me who has got a round face, like a rounder head, which is slipped yeah. out. I, I mean, look without the no gluten. I mean, that, that no neck. gluten thing. Look at my neck, yeah. Brado. Is no, that, you're making me want to do it, but my parents are coming in town next week. You see like the little tails in my neck and my... Like clavicle. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I was, I, was puff, I was puffy before. He's a puffy little bitch. He's a puffy little soft bitch, and now he looks now he looks like McConaughey. <laughs> Not really. If you look, if you look um, up though, how to trim your beard hair, which I do, like for a rounder face. Yeah, you wanna. You're doing the exact. I'm very proud of you, Brado. Yeah, you trim it down nice and tight, and you make it fade down into yeah. the chin. Which? So ears up, I make the sideburns short, 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 and then I go like one tick more for jaw, and then for uh, the the chin, it's longer. And for a rounder, and you just kind of yeah maintain it from rounder there. face oh, of like course. mine. You from like the bottom of the ear, that's where I start to fade it, and I leave some sideburn, and then I have it like all this section all gets gets blended up, and then we leave like a little bit of this. And we don't cut it too short. Sometimes I get the urge and I do it and I'm like, that's not good. And I got like, you know, like a half an inch of hair right here. Yeah, kind of out of my chin. It does seem like a lot when you grab it. 
Yeah, because I have just a big round fat face, and, and some, then so this gives a bit, this gives me a little masculinity. You know what I mean? And somehow your face is—it only grew the gray on the side. You're like, um, isn't that you're like weird? Fantastic Four. Yeah, it looks fake. I won't lie to you, but I can see that you got a lot of salt and pepper in there too. Yeah, it looks—it's <laughs> weird. It—it's just—it looks like I die. Just my goatee. People have asked me if I dyed just my goatee. It's just like, why would I do that? No, it's just the way that it is. And my head hair is this color. <laughs> is what is my right. goatee color? I am getting more. There's grays in there. Like there's a big chunk in here, and these are starting to come in. But with the blonde, you can't really see it so good. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with me. I look. My dad has still has his regular hair color, but his if he grows facial hair, it's white. So I think that's what's going to happen to me. It looks cool, but you look way you do look older. I mean, I am forty three, everybody. Whoops. <laughs> You're halfway too. Yeah. Guess maybe, what? Maybe over half. Eighty six? I don't know, man. You haven't treated yourself very well. <laughs> yeah, I gotta Yeah, gotta get rid of the when my pa- after my parents come, we have our little pasta. And stuff, I am probably going to, uh, I got to get, I got to figure this out. Gluten-free, do it with me, Brado. We can be gluten-free okay, if anybody, if anybody, if I get five people to tweet at me, go say, let's go gluten-free, then I will do it. Woo-hoo, five. Cool if guys. I get four, I'm going to be fucking fat as shit. You can listen, if you listen to the pregame and hear all the horrible stuff we did, and now it's turned into... Hey, we should do gluten-free together. <laughs> I need help, though. I need somebody to do it with me. Help. Just like go to the I need gym. Help. Go to the gym and stop eating gluten, and you'll be. I went yesterday. I did go to the gym yesterday, and today I feel like it's all gonna fall off of my body. You don't drink. You should just be dripping pounds. You should just be thinning out like nobody's business. You must be eating a lot of candy, or sweets. Are you eating cake? Are you eating little Debbie treats and stuff? Well, when you quit drinking, you do all you want is candy. Right. No, I get that. When I don't, if I don't drink, man, I got Swedish fish up in the cupboard right now. Like for when I just take a CVD and there's no calories or sugar calories from the alcohol, I'm like, I don't give a fuck because I mean, like, I would have had 10 drinks, 10 beers or something. You could have yeah. a bag of fucking candy, dude. Don't even fucking sweat that. That's like, couple beers worth enjoy your candies brush your teeth good yeah. afterwards yeah when i'm stoned i want like cherry sours mm. and like sour patch kids you like i really want you know what's the worst <laughs> is when you get like when you get i, I won't have the can- i won't have any candy in the house and i'll eat like a sour thc gummy or something and i'm like I kind of want to eat like the rest of the bag. Yeah, I have I have red cherry fucking indica sours, and I if those didn't have THC in them, I would fucking house that whole canister. There has been nights where I've eaten a couple extra just because I wanted to eat the candy parts. Jeez, yeah, that's that's so, where you. What did you have? You had forty milligrams of THC or something? That's about what I was ingesting. Yeah, it was really. That is wild amount. You you you'll see, man. You can you can you start putting that down at six p.m. after supper time or something, and it's it starts to wear off because your your body's used to it, and you're used to the high more more so than your body being used to it. So then you throw down another and another, and then it's like one thirty, and you're like, fuck it. 
I want to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking uh, True Lies is on AMC. I better eat another one, and then it'll be bedtime. And then I'll man, just... that sounds great. Then your brain is absolutely stupid as fuck in the morning. <laughs> people people send me Schwarzenegger stuff since I shot a commercial with him a couple of weeks ago, and he just put out this thing where he's like, being a Nazi is not good. Like all this anti-Semitism is bad. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I went to Auschwitz and it's, you got, I got to tell you something. If you are anti-Semitic, you are a loser. Come to find out I, it's bad. <laughs> and I Dwyer sent to me. And I saw, I told him that he, he must've really taken to heart the conversations we had on set. <laughs> I used to think it was cool. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a Nazi so bad until like, Fucking, I was 70 years old and I was like, oh no, I went to Auschwitz. I have a horrible. Oh, he's, oh, he's seven. He's 75, man. He's older than you think. I'm so jealous you got to do that. We talked about it on the last program, correct? I'm not sure if we did, but if we didn't, if we uh, didn't. Brido shot a commercial with fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. And got no, to meet him. Knows? Oh my God. Who knows? How tall is yeah. he? He's not that tall. In my head, he's like a big tall guy, but he's not. You know, I, ever, he's I think he's listed. He's listed at six three. He might be six foot. Yeah, that's the thing. I've seen him next to other people, and yes, he's older, and his spine yeah. is probably compacted from doing yeah. insane weight training. But it was like, I thought he was like a big, massive guy, and then it was like, in as far as action movies and, and movies go. He's six foot tall is pretty tall, so he could look pretty big in a Terminator. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like, what, five, six? <laughs> yeah, so in real life, he could be like five, four. Yeah, he's like a teeny tiny little guy. <laughs> I mean, nothing nothing wrong with that. Nothing but like we know, there's a lot of like comedy dudes who are petite. You know what I mean? Like, right. And that's like, I don't think much of it when you see him, but. I mean, like, Rugger Buns is like a teeny tiny guy, you know? Yeah, little guys. Like, little guys like that. But like, you could pick um, up by the shirt, like, a, if they had a sweatshirt on, like a sturdy one, you could grab by the shirt and, like, throw him, like, a, like four or five feet, probably. Which is probably why they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they developed that part of their personality. So he's also, like, he's, if you saw him in, in real life and didn't know he was a, like, if he, take off his head and put on another man's head. Just talking, just talking bod here, Burns, just mm, talking bod. Bods. Bod you'd talk. be like, you'd be like, that guy's fucking jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like that. You'd say that about, there was an old man who went to our gym, who we were obsessed with. Monster. He, ba <laughs> he buries this guy. He buries monster. Face. Really? I mean, monster face is probably, was probably 55. <laughs> and Arnold, 75 but he, yeah arnold is you can see his chest through his fucking polo shirt yeah you know you can see oh that's a man's fucking two pectoral muscles that you know <laughs> it's because it's because like we see everyone on tv now and every actor is hgh'd up tom hardy and everything is fucking shredded and beast like so now I'll see photographs of Arnold now, like with his shirt on, like, oh, they're like Schwarzenegger. And they're like, they're not Schwarzenegger, Stallone. And they're like, look at me. I look good for this age. And 
You're like, I don't know, man. But then in person, it's like, oh, my God, it's 10,000 times better than I could ever hope to look. Yeah. So Arnold with his shirt off now, like people love doing that. Like, look at him. He's got like bitch tits and wrinkly skin. He's fucking 72. But also they're comparing it. Yeah, they're comparing it to the most perfect body anyone's ever seen. Yeah, I guarantee you my tits are 10 times more bitch than Arnold's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like you fucking uh you see I watched Under Siege uh the last night of vacation. I was like I'm just going to kick back and I had a Chardonnay and I'm going to watch Under Siege and Seagal's Seagal Steven Seagal's bod in that. There's a scene where he's with the chick, I forget her real name that he actually dated. The chick that comes out of the cake and you see her perfect bosoms and butt and stuff, and it's incredible. It was on AMC, so I couldn't see that part. So then I searched it, and then I watched that scene separately because I felt shortchanged to not see the breasts and that butt. And then I went back to the movie, and then there's a scene where he's standing next to her, and he's got, like, a tank top on. And this guy, like, Stephen Skull's bod was just a, a man who has never done any sort of physical – uh <laughs> exercise with his upper body in his entire in his entire life this was 92 that's like what you could look like as an action star then which would never uh, the actress is the the actress's name is gary Busey. <laughs> the, tommy lee jones no uh, erica elenia there you go oh my god smoke show oh um, I heard Brandon Wardell on a podcast. He was on Chapo Trap House this week, and he said that Tia Carrere, who plays his aunt in, a, I think, the Joe Coy movie, said that on set. So this is a, I heard that someone said that Steven Seagal doesn't ever know his lines for a movie would show up after everybody had shot all of their scenes with like their parts and then he's just all standing, and then he comes and he gets a bikini babe to hold cue cards, and that's when they, sh- that's what they shoot of him. Unbelievable, very believable. It sounds, yeah, <laughs> it sounds right. So in ninety, 90- a woman in, 90- in a bikini holds holds his lines. Yeah, it makes total sense. In ninety ninety two, he looks like. Any regular Joe, and I'm not just, I'm not saying, I'm not fucking, I'm a little guy too. He looks like, I'm in better shape now at 47 as a schlubby, gluten-free bitch than Steven Seagal was in 1992's Under Siege. And it made me- Was he ever- Ever like a real tough guy or was it all charlatan bullshit? I think it's all baloney. Because you see some of those extras. Because like he fights, he fights guys now, and it's just like, God damn, everyone's pretending. Yeah, he's just like touching their hand, and they they fly away like it's magic. Yeah, was he ever real? Well, okay, so you so it, you have his his physique in ninety twos under siege. You have like Bruce Willis in Die Hard, which is nothing to write home about. He's in great shape, but it's like nothing to write home about. I'd I'd love to. I'd love it. These fuckers with the HGH. Everyone being yeah. all giant fucked everyone else yeah. over by making yeah. people think that that was attainable or the way that you could possibly look. And it made me mad. I was like, I could be like, I look fucking amazing compared to this because I'm the That's same. Funny. It's like the, the rock is. Yeah. The rock is like a big movie star now and no one can compete 
with that shit, but no one can no. compete with Arnold. Or like your Chris if you look Evans at like nineteen sixties Captain America type yeah. guys, like the Thor guy, the fucking, and then there's like the Samoan dude from from Game of Jason Thrones. Momoa. Jason Momoa is one of the most fuckable men on the planet. But that guy, I believe, that guy's got that guy didn't get like the 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 Chubbers uh, Samoan jeans. He got like, or he just he put the heft on and the weight, and he just stripped it down, and he's. In, Gorgeous man would definitely would beach. So like <laughs> he's from I he's from Iowa. He's from Iowa. Is he? He is. Yeah. From yeah. Iowa. You fucking see yeah, him. he went to high school. Oh, God. Yeah, that your Iowa listeners are screaming. Yeah, he played high school soccer with the guy who played Superman. Well, that ruined I'm not sucking off a guy from Iowa. I wanted like a fucking, you know, guy from You've done it to me and Brooks. Come on. What? No, that was Man, we were drunk, and that was just like a game. That wasn't like. <laughs> oh man, people are gonna people are gonna believe this. Can't, can't even make this joke. <laughs> Let's do some. Yeah, so but like, uh, but, but hold on, but like, but, but like, but like, when dudes would take dudes in the sixties when they would take their shirts off, you can picture this, right? Or like, you can see that they're sucking their stomachs in in the scenes. Do you? Does this right. like oh, ring yeah. a? Yeah, they, yeah, you can see like that that um concave uh, yeah, area yeah, yeah. right above the belly button where you see like the you know like it's obviously sucked in. It's not yeah. like they weren't like doing crunches or something. They're sticking their chests out. They <laughs> the just have barrel chests. Rip popping the rib cage, little arms like a Kirk Douglas and Spartacus situation. Right, like your stomach doesn't go inward. It can be flat. Because you did, you lost weight and you and you did ab exercises and core shit, but it doesn't go in. No, it's <laughs> very strange the way that. Tell Arnold, yeah, Arnold. Well, Bruce Lee was pretty jacked, but Arnold sure, ruined it sure. for like all men. And now The Rock and the Marvel MCUification of every dude. It's nice to see Bruce Willis with his, you know, moderately. In shape, bot. I just wish it would be the same. I'd be like, yeah, I like, I look like my dad when he lifts weight, lifted weights in the garage. Like, my dad is yeah. in the same shape as Don Mattingly and Bruce Willis and like all these cool guys I like. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Let's do some power tube. My show of the week. Did I mention Full Swing last week or was that you? Did I not watch it yet? I don't know. Full swing golf program on Netflix. Oh, you did. You did. That's how I know about that. It. May, that may be it. Well, that was fantastic. Then I don't then it's good. I have this new thing, which isn't new. I watched it before, but um, because I was excited to come home and make wagers on games. So because March Madness is coming up, I started to watch action again from 2019. It's a documentary on sports gambling on Showtime. You can watch that, which I should have I was I looked to see if I still had showtime because I don't need it anymore and now I need to cancel it but I started watching action so I have to watch action and then I'll cancel showtime again but if you're into gambling and you're into sports and there's a there's a one babe on there that's pretty pretty easy on the eyes um Ooh. and um you know you could you could enjoy action I don't Gary have much Busey. Gary Busey's butt um so, okay, the Chris Rock, the Chris Rock special. I'm going to say that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. I did. Um, 
That last 10 minutes is all you really need to see. Yeah, but I like all of it. I liked all of it. I thought it was. I cool. mean, it's nice to hear him go back to his old cadence and. It's nice to see a Chris Rock special, even though it's kind of like you're talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like it feels like a 2015 special. Yeah, but I liked that it was just like we've talked about. I I like that. It was just all fucking raw dog and saying like I didn't like all the abortion stuff. I thought it was just like dark and not fun, which I, I yeah. get like you're going hard in the paint and he was going fucking hard in the paint with it. But it's I mean, is this funny? Or is this just you're saying some dark ass one of those, shit? <laughs> one of those is a joke that Brooks had verbatim. Really? Yeah, he says, I think you should have an abortion until they're four years old. I think that's Brooks's joke. Oh, or, yeah. I mean, that's very possible. Well, maybe it was at Brooks's show. You know, when Chris Rock goes to all Brooks's shows, he saw it. No, I mean, <laughs> it just sucks. Like when like one of the biggest oh, comics yeah. has the same bit. It's know? the worst when that happens. I remember that happening and be like, God damn it. I'm going to reach out and fucking... I'm gonna kill this guy. He fucking stealing from me. Must saw it at the improv. Yeah, he did that to me with his N words versus black people joke. <laughs> it is good. On bring the pain. It's totally worth watching. Yeah, and it made me want to go back and revisit his older stuff. He really leans. Bigger into- and blacker is my all time favorite. I know that fucking people say bring the pain is the best, and it's. Guess what? It's not. Everyone will say, well, that one's the best, but my favorite is Bigger and Blacker. Bigger and Blacker is significantly better. It's almost flawless. Kids got shot. Good, good. I'm not thinking about I will agree. I will back you on that. I like Bigger and Blacker better also. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Who's the biggest liars? Men or women? And then I tried to watch, because I got the bug from watching Chris, I was like, oh, man, new Marlon Wayans special. Yeah. Which I got partway through, and then it started to feel like kind of just shitty. I hate, I liked his last special. His last special I thought was very good, and I wanted more of that, and this one felt forced, and it gets into that. It's a one-man show. It's a one-man show about the slap. It gets into the terror. Yeah, that's fun. But it gets into the territory of some of it feeling ultra fabricated, which I dislike. Like, yeah, that, that should never happen. Like, it's just like I don't know how I how to navigate that, because there's a comic in L.A. who tells amazing stories like he destroys. And then I did the thing where I go, is that true? And he's like, no. Yeah. And I was kind of like, what? We've discussed like, this I, before. Like, I can't do that. I can, my stories may have a little bit of. Uh, a little yeah, you put some but, Irish, some Irish storytelling, but, but yeah, I, I've thought about that. I thought about that before when I was in the thick of it. Was I'm a great writer. I could just write anything and tell it on stage, but I would feel bad about it, and my friends would think I was a piece of shit for doing it, and they wouldn't respect me anymore. And I might have success, but I always chose the respect of my peers over success. So, <laughs> big flaw. And that's why some people are, you know, some things didn't always work out. So I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. And then someone else would do it. And they're like, I'm rich now. I'm like, God damn it. I did see a trailer for the new Kinane special. Oh, I'm excited for that. Very excited for a new Kinane. By the special. way, I might, I, I'm coming back to the Lincoln Lodge in the fall to, for my book. Because I'm going to do like book stuff. That's a lot fall. of fun. Yeah. Oh. So I'll probably do a panel at the lodge and see if uh, you and Flan and maybe some of the the stars for sure uh, would do that. Yeah. So we'll see. I would love to go to that, and then I'll just I'll 
pad on like a like a live power moves there too. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's lots of fun. All right, book it. Book it. Also, um, it's going to be a live Monday night beers in uh, in the in August to oh, to, wow, be, to be announced. So that that's like two shows for me. That's fun. I don't mean, to, I don't want to step on your your. You like but like that just made. Oh yeah, two shows. My book for the comes. Year. <laughs> my book comes out late September. So two shows for the year for me. Three live ones. That's all I need. There you go. That's plenty. That's plenty. Yeah. Let's do some power grooves. My song of the week is Mac Ten Handle by Prodigy, produced by The Alchemist from 2007's R.I.P. Oh yeah, no, he dies then. What did I write down here? Um. Fuck! I didn't write down the prodigy. Prodigy is in smack my bitch up. No, 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 no. Um, God damn it! I didn't write down the uh, name of the album. It's something about Mac. Like, oh, it's Return of the Mac is the name of the album. I botched this whole fucking thing. This, if I was a plastic surgery, and the face just looks destroyed right now, or like the tits. Burns like, picks. What? You picked Firestarter, <laughs> Twisted Firestarter. No, no. Mac Ten handled I by Prodigy off of Return of the Mac from two thousand seven. Change my pitch up. Smack my bitch up. <laughs> no, it's Prodigy, as in Havoc and Prodigy from Mob. No. Prodigy, the techno band God damn it. from 1997. It is one of the go hardest fucking gangster fucking songs. Like raw shit. Like I'm going to fucking kill these people. I'm not kidding songs. And I really enjoyed it. And I've, I've read a little bit about Prodigy and he had Sickle Cell, which would died died of in um 2017 and he said that he always felt in pain and it made him so mad and he wanted to kill everyone all the time and then i listened to this and it's 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 got a great sample in it it's fucking a lot of different um ghetto boys sitting in my four corner uh, room staring at candles type references it's fucking a lot of it doesn't even rhyme he's just like i'm gonna fucking kill you i Got a gun. And I hate you, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's it's great. Wow. The whole that whole album, uh, Alchemist, I really enjoy. But Mac Ten Handle by Prodigy, please uh crank that shit up in your car on the way home from work. Brido, what you listening to? I don't know where I heard this, uh, but I for had forgotten about this song, and it is one of my favorite songs of any genre, but especially my one of my favorite hip hop songs. From my favorite era of hip hop, it is the Seed 2.0 by The Roots. Mm. I heard this song and it made me so happy to hear. I had forgotten that this song existed. It is so good, and you know where that comes from. You know what you know what Seed 1.0 is. No, it is Cody Chestnut, which ha- had a double disc that came out that I got at Reckless Records in Chicago. So please, Brado, look up. Uh, the Seed by Cody Chestnut. Cody Chestnut, that oh. whole album is really good. Okay. All right. But that's why it's The Seed 2.0. I think it is from that Chappelle show era of hip hop that I love so much. Yeah, the Talib Kweli, the Most Deaf. Yeah, the uh, Dead Prez, that sort of thing. I I just love it the most. Uh, it's one of the, one of the uh, like eras that I have a lot of fond memories because... We were new to the new to the comedies, and when all this cool hip hop was out, and Chappelle's show oh, was man. so fun. Kanye, fucking college dropout, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, Kanye on there. You got DMX, like all. That's the thing is, I, I rewatch Chappelle's show a lot, 
just if I need to put put something on, I put it on like I put on Always Sunny or Seinfeld. And I never like I don't get tired of the music acts. That's one of those shows like, oh, fucking that. It's that one where like most deaf and Dave Chappelle are in the fucking car, like in a minivan. And it's just like, oh, makes it's, it's such a cherry on top. I will say, yeah, I, I did watch. I watched the uh, Woody Harrelson um, Saturday Night Live. SNL? That, I was, I haven't, I haven't seen that. that was pleasurable. That's a lot of fun. That's a good show. I remember when he was on and he was like, "Is they were on horses. And he's like, I'm glad I'm not a China boy, a Chinese boy from China. I'm glad I'm not a girl boy with a big old girl vagina. <laughs> it was like talking about how he was happy to be a cowboy. And I was like a little kid. And me and my sister would sing that to each other and just die laughing when <laughs> we were like kids. Funny. That was him. Funny, naughty talk songs. Funny, naughty talk songs. Can't beat it. Brad, who's on the hunk program this week? Brad Wenzel. The, he's a Detroit guy who's fucking great. He has an album, I think, with Third Man Records. Uh, it just came out. Tess Barker, a friend of, friend of ours. Love Nate Tess. Craig, friend friend of the program. Nate Craig, Joanne Schinderly, and the Comedy Bureau's Jake Kroger. I like all those people. Week. I like all those people. Yeah. Oh, and Brado is, um, Brado is now on the... Starburns. Starburns Network, which is uh, owned by your boy. If you're a Rick and Morty fan, by um, it's owned by Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, the Rick and Morty guy, whatever his name is. Dino Spamabava. No, what's the other guy? What's his name? Oh, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon is uh, so Brido's pretty much on Rick and Morty now. So if you're a Rick and Morty fan, Brido's like the hunk is like also Rick and Morty. Right? Yeah, it's like Rick Morty. <laughs> it's like Rick and Morty and Brida. <laughs> Brado, thank you for joining. This was a nice little chit chat. I feel good to be back. And we talked about having like one of my biggest sources of anxiety is like Wednesdays because I don't do this until later in the day. And I don't feel I feel like I have to do these shows. And then when I'm done and it's all edited, I feel like this release and Thursdays are just like my favorite fucking day. Like I, I did it. I made all the energy and I said all the words and um, it's well worth it. Sometimes the doing something hard is worth the relief afterwards. <laughs> CBD, baby, gluten free, coming back with a vengeance. Love you, Brad. Really before we get you got Got football on TV. My girlfriend, is she sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves. Sipping some natty lights. Late nights and bar frights. Rocking the Winston lights. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Just to a Detroit groove. All American dudes. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes out making power moves. Out making power.